This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Life is full of challenges. Sometimes it can seem that limitations are stopping you from achieving your dreams. I know all about challenges and limitations. I was born with severe cerebral palsy. I spend most of the day in a wheelchair. I speak with a nearly incomprehensible impediment. These are my circumstances. They make achieving my goals more difficult. They do not make achieving my goals impossible. It may take creativity, but with the proper mindset, it is possible to make your dreams become your reality. I know. I wanted to live an amazing life full of many experiences. I found a way and I did it. I wanted to start a business. It was tough, but I found opportunities and I did it. I wanted to be a speaker and author. I am now the writer who cannot write and the speaker who cannot speak. I always wanted to be a family man. I have a family. I am making my dreams come true. Sounds pretty amazing, right? It is. But it didn't just happen. I messed up. I fell down. I got up. I learned. I achieved. That's how it goes. You learn lessons as you achieve. It's all about mindset. If you want your dreams to come true, you have to have the right mindset, says Serena. Valeria Tellez interviews Serena Visegi, the author of Big Dreams Take Small Sacrifices and Love Your Life and It Will Love You Back. Serena Visegi is the speaker who can't speak and the writer who can't write with one simple mission. He empowers people to take control of their lives so they can find the freedom and joy of living life on their own terms. Serena teaches that by seizing the power of one's own mindset, it's possible to be successful and satisfied. Meet Serena at serenav.com. Here's the interview with Serena Visegi. In your own words, who is Serena Vesegi and Chris Stevenson? Serena was born with cerebral palsy. Yeah. And he wanted to live an extraordinary life. And he didn't want his handicap to get in the way of living an amazing life. Uh, he's very driven by experiences. 
Han kids working very young friends so he loves the experiences and he was just mentioned that he loves the excitement of, of his children and writing and speaking and hanging out with friends and traveling. Chris, who is Chris Stevenson? Uh, so just really quickly, uh, Chris Stevenson. And uh, I've had the opportunity to work with Serena for years now. Uh, I've worked in health and fitness for years, owning and operating clubs. And then uh, from that point, opened up a consulting firm and speak internationally it's been a really cool journey but one day at the gym serena worked out and despite his handicap he worked with a trainer and his goal was to be able to pull himself out of a chair onto the ground and then back up into his chair and with serena's speech impediment as you can hear on the podcast he came up to me and i had gotten to know serena and we had built a nice little relationship and he said hey do you want to speak with me and i had this look like what and he's like yeah i'm a speaker. And I said, uh, tell me more. And uh, Sren explained to me, you know, what he had done. And then I had read his books and had the opportunity to help him deliver his message. And, um, you know, to some extent, translate, right? Because uh, we always say that cerebral palsy, uh, in Serena's case, is just like having a thick accent. So I helped yeah. translate and share his message with the world. Oh, my God. Thank you so much, Chris, for being you too, and for what you do. My second official question is about success. How do you define success these days? What is to be successful to you? You want to have as many experiences as you can? Yeah. So success means being able to have great experience. So Sarah uh, is rewarded and defines success as helping, uh, having great experiences with his family, with his friends, and helping other people achieve amazing success. It's the interesting thing about experiences is that it starts with the mind, doesn't it? With our mindset, the way we think. Yeah, I remember yeah, Serena said he couldn't agree more. And for him, mindset is the way you go after your goals. The way you deal with challenges. The way you interact with other people. And the way you And the way you go about your day. I have uh, he's got a whole uh, course and uh, uh, oh, oh, he has a holistic view of mindset. Yeah. Ah, yeah. So that's the holistic view that makes so much sense to me, resonates because there's nothing that's separated. So everything's working together as life itself. So it yeah. wouldn't be different with the body, right, Serena, the human experience. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Your mind, his mindset has helped him with a lot of different things in his life. But from the start, his disability tainted a lot of things in his life. My daughter, who around the Chinese 
his job is to work around those challenges. So he can do what he wants to do, yeah. whatever he wants to do. Yeah. I have to tell you that uh, in working with Seren, it's great because while sharing his message and, you know, I have my own level of expertise, but I, I always learn from Serena. And when one of the things he told me about mindset is when you have a roadblock or something that's in your way or something that's stressing you out or getting you down, you can call it a problem. And, and those tend to be things that stop you and hold you back and create fear and anxiety. Or you can simply say, no, it's just a challenge. And challenges are fun things that we try to find solutions for. So his approach to mindset is, is, is such a strong one. And it really, as he said, if you have that sort of approach, it, it positively affects every aspect of your life. I don't, I don't like to use the word hard. You don't like to use the word hard. Hard? So sometimes when you use the word hard, you stop trying. But when you when you either change, it's something that you can deal with. Yeah, but when you use the word challenge, it's something you can deal with. Yeah. It is so true because now we're more open. There's more space for curiosity. That really makes sense to me. I wonder, did you teach yourself, Serena, to be you? <laughs> or you had some mentors, <laughs> some other people? <laughs> it's a little combination, right? Oh, it is. <laughs> I had the mentor. He had lots of mentors. My parents. His parents? His parents did everything they could to provide him with a good life. And they never complained. They're just positive people. So that was his narrative growing up, and he grew up in that environment. Your mom, his mom, never let him feel like life isn't fair. He was not allowed to use the word different in front of her. Yeah. And then when I grew up, I used to mentors. And as he grew up, he started to seek out more mentors. A bigger, a bigger network. A bigger, a bigger network. A bigger network. He said, you know, he built a team and he said, myself and him were always reading books. Every time I see you, I think we 
Oh yeah, every time we see each other, we're asking each other, what are you reading now? Uh, yeah, <laughs> to exchange. I have to say those, you know, Serena focused you and is it about you or is it about other people? And Serena and just the person that he is always talks about the other people who had the great influences like his parents and some of his mentors. But uh, Serena, you should talk about your sort of a, a moment of truth where you decided that, you know, and Serena always talks about, he said, you know, no one would ever be mad at him for being handicapped. And it would be perfectly acceptable to just be, you know, average and live sort of that handicapped life where, where it just is what it is. And, and Serena was almost at that point until he had this moment where he decided, you know, using his strong mindset to feel differently. When he grew up, he, he met other children. Oh, when he grew up, he made an assumption. That nobody else could ever help him out like his mom and dad did. That was his first narrative. Yeah. And he watched a friend of his go off to USC for college. And he couldn't go. And one day, one day, one day, so one day he called Serena and he told him how great USC was. And I got one. So he got off the phone, hung it up, and just started to cry. And his dad asked him what was wrong, and he said, I'm going to USC. You didn't say, Oh, he didn't say, I'm thinking of going to USC. What do you think about going to USC? Or what do you think about going to USC? I'm on the way back. I'm going. And I came and he, he said, I'm going to USC. And he changed his narrative in that moment. And what did your dad say? He's crazy. He said his dad he told him his dad thought he was crazy. <laughs> right. Oh, he said, but when he found out how much USC cost, yeah. he knew he was crazy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, there you go. So changing the narrative. I love that message. You know, it sounds, um, I can't help it, but think about spirituality. Do you have any spiritual beliefs or ideas about yourself in life, Serena? Um, um, don't try to fight me becoming a better person. Oh, try to find meaning in becoming a better person. Don't try to find me. Don't 
try to find meaning. Don't try to find meaning. Become becoming a, becoming a better person. But don't try to find meaning. Just become. Oh, don't try to find meaning. Just become a better person. Yeah. Uh, uh, that works for me. That works for you. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, uh, I keep feeling that and they're uh, He has kids, and they're Armenian. Amazing. And amazing. And they they. Thank you, thank you, man. Thank you, man. More joy. They can bring life more joy. Yeah, yeah. Another initial question I have, I'll ask this open question about the purpose of the human experience. Ultimately, what do you think that is? She's making you think today. Others. To serve others. And to serve ourselves. And to understand both. You need both and you need to understand both. Yeah. And and we lost a lot of serving. Serving? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a message that keeps coming back on a podcast every time I ask that question. It's helping others, ourselves and others. Over and over again, it's uh, amazing how we all feel the same way. And I wonder why, why do we feel so strongly about helping others? Do you wonder too, Serena? Oh, do you have an answer? Head. It gets it's in our own head. Get, get it. Uh, oh, it gets uh, out of our head. Get, get out of our own head. Gets out of our head. Yeah, and we 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 forget something else. Um, we forget something else. Focus on something else. Rather than our own challenges. Rather than our own challenges. Yeah. yeah. I read that you don't use words, the words overcome and passion. So my question is, what is the difference between dreams, passion, mission, and purpose? <laughs> why don't you start with talking about why you hate the word? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, yeah, yeah. If you I'm going to... So the definition of passion uh, is an uncontrolled emotion. Uh, 
Oh, one thing that gets in the way of your success can be too much emotion. Yeah. So if you've got uncontrollable emotion, yeah. you might have some problems. <laughs> yes, <laughs> true. <laughs> so that's why he hates passion. You might as well. Why do you hate overcome? Oh, good. I actually said overcome to him once in a keynote presentation, and uh, mm-hmm. he basically let me have it. <laughs> never use that word again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that's how strong he feels about it. Um, <laughs> most challenges go away. So most challenges don't go away. They change or they may evolve over time. But they don't go away. So with all of these things, uh, you don't coming at you so fast. You don't overcome it. You just deal with it. Yeah, because he said if you truly overcome something, an obstacle, then it truly goes away. Yes, and so the, the good news is if you learn to deal with your, or if you deal with challenges, because there will always be those, uh, the good news is you can still be successful because you're dealing with them. And Serena would always use the tangible examples of, you know, if someone has anxiety, there's a good chance you don't overcome it. Something you'll always deal with, but you need to find, treat it as a challenge and figure out ways to deal with it. Or it could be alcoholism or drugs or stress or um, Serena always liked, because I, I come from the health and fitness background. He always, he, he told me one time on stage, he always likes to do this live. And unprepared, but he, you know, when he when he first said that overcome thing, I said I like that. That makes a lot of sense. He goes, of course you do. You work in fitness. Uh, so yeah. If people lost weight and it stayed off, if they overcame it, you'd be out of a job. <laughs> that point. is so true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if something is binary, yeah, binary, you can overcome. Yeah. One time you were speaking in Vegas. Oh, I was speaking in Vegas. Oh, yeah, I used the word overcome by accident. (laughs) Oh, you did. Oh, when I was doing his big sales presentation. (laughs) Right, because that's a binary situation. Overcoming an objective happens in the moment. Not something that we're dealing with as a long-term challenge. It's so true. So we don't overcome life either. We just learn to dance with it. Yeah. Happiness is not. Happiness is not. 
oh, it's, oh, it's happiness is not sedentary. It's always moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's the same thing as the idea of balance, isn't it? It's not a destination either, a static place. It's always moving. So in order to stay in balance, we need to be constantly moving. So isn't it interesting how paradoxical that is? Mm-hmm. It's always moving. Let me ask you an open question about the books. Big Dreams Take Small Sacrifices. And the other title is Love Your Life and It Will Love You Back. Talk to me for a moment about the main intention to write these books. So he said one of the messages between everything he writes is that if you want a better life, you got to you have to put in the effort. Oh, put in the effort. Yeah. Yeah. When you think about positivity, do you think about gratitude? Because that's often something that I think about. Yeah. I he thinks about it all the time. He's thoughts about gratitude. His left arm and his right arm are very different. I can't do my things. With his left arm, he can do some things. Like drive his chair. Like he's got a, he can use his left hand on a keyboard. I get, I get, get running, drive my wheelchair. Yes, he can take drives out in his wheelchair around the neighborhood. Uh, and with his right hand, he can't do anything. And it'd be awesome if his right hand works. If both hands work. But what if my right hand might definitely be right But he said, what if his left hand was just like his right hand? My life would be 10 times harder. His life would be 10 times harder. I would need 24 hour care. He would need 24 hour care. I would need with help. I couldn't go across the room without help. Right, he couldn't go do anything without help. Yeah, yeah. I would be 10 times more limited. 10 times more limited. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know it's not perfect. I'm so he's just very grateful that his left hand is not like his right hand. I remember one time we were we were speaking on stage and one of the during the QA, somebody asked and they said, Do you get really are you are you mad and angry that your right hand doesn't work, right arm doesn't work? And so I said, I'm just glad my left arm does. <laughs> yeah, what a beautiful answer. Yeah. Oh my God. 
Like, what if he could not speak at all? Serena, tell her about the glass being half full because she asked about positivity. Serena has a very interesting take on this. The glass is both half full and half empty. Yeah. You have to understand understand your challenges, which is the half empty part. And you have to do the other things. But then you have the blessings in your life to deal with your challenges, yeah. which is the half full part. Yeah. You need both. You need both. What do you love most about being in a human body? It's just all about being able to have those experiences. You know, the experience. Laugh. Laugh. Yeah, I agree. Go out with friends. Raising his two sons. And all these are amazing experiences. You want to always improve your experiences. Yeah. 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 I remember when I, you sent me some information about Serena, I was reading about you. There's a passage where you say that your children, they don't see anything different. There's nothing different about you. I mean, that made me cry, though, because that speaks to the heart in a sense of innocence, of of being open to life. Not seeing differences, but just being curious about what that is that's being presented. I mean, it's beautiful. Talk to me for a moment about that, that experience, Serena. Well, um, it made me think of I'm the only, I'm the only person in the world that that. He said it's an amazing thing, and he's the only one in the world that they call dad. We have an awesome relationship. I can't wait to see him grow up. What does it take to have this kind of thinking, of way of seeing life? Does it always take challenges, suffering, or we can get there without the pain part of it? Is that possible? All throughout time, there's been challenges. So you'll always have challenges, but once you learn to deal with those challenges, 
Then you can find other stuff. Apply it to other stuff. Apply it. Well, uh, the things you use to deal with those challenges apply it to other stuff. It's kind of the same thing. It's kind of the same thing. Kind of the same thing? Yeah. Yeah. You get a succeed is the same thing. Yeah. When, when you try and you succeed, it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, to Serena's point, uh, he had one time said, we all have a wheelchair. And he didn't mean that all of us have wheelchairs, but we all have the things that hold us back, that limit us, that that try to keep us from accomplishing, you know, what we're trying to accomplish. And as Serena said, you know, oftentimes there are challenges that will always be there. But if you have that right mindset and the positivity and, um, you know, that you're able to deal with those and learn from those dealings to apply to new challenges that pop up. And that's how you stay on track for that amazing life and, and success. Yeah, but if you, if, if you want if you, if you need that challenge that Oh, if you think challenges will stop you, they will. Ah, right, right. Yeah. Ah, yeah. If you don't, if you want to go to the airport, but you don't want to stand in line, then you just don't go. It seems like we have a choice, right, Serena and Chris? It's um, sometimes I don't believe we have a choice. It feels like life. It's um, kind of speaking to us and giving us the option to be open or not open to whatever is presented. Yeah, but it's not opposite. Opposite. Opinions. Options. Oh, options. 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 Options? Yeah. Oh, it's not 100%? Yeah. And Serena will tell you, too, that, um, and that's something he shared with me many times, is uh, there's, there's two aspects to reality. There's reality, like what has happened, and then the flip side is your reaction to it, one of which you can control. You can't always control reality, yeah. but you always control the way you react to it. I usually don't use the word control, maybe because it has that connotation of manipulation and forcing things to happen. So what word would you use um, instead of control, Chris? What would you say, Serena? What is another replacement for control in this case? So there's reality, and then there's your reaction to the reality. <laughs> Choose. Yeah, or manage. Or man choose or manage. Yeah, manage. Reaction, or you can choose your reaction. Let's talk for a moment about the five keys to an amazing mindset. Okay. I have them in front of me, Serena. Would you like me to kind of um, talk to you about one at a time, just say them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, so the first one, rewrite your narrative. This is one that we have been talking about, actually. But You have to rewrite the story that you tell yourself. Yeah. 
It could be love. It could be. It could be large. It could be small. Yeah, yeah. You gotta understand what it takes for you to get to the next level. And so the story you tell yourself is really important. Uh, the more I hear that, the more I think to myself, oh my God, what stories am I telling myself <laughs> every day? <laughs> Isn't it? Like makes us think, really kind of, uh, kind of, it motivates us to go deeper. That's what it is. And I love the idea that we can always go deeper into the essence of life. Yes. And I think, you know, as human beings, just physiologically and, and through our, you know, evolving I think our instinct is to tell a bad narrative. <laughs> yeah, true. You know, the phone rings that have to be a little later than normal. The instinct is, this has got to be a bad phone call. Something's wrong. Why can't we rewrite that narrative to have the assumption that it's good? Because if it's bad, it's bad. But why not just assume it's good? You know, why not assume the right things? Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, don't be offensive to women. He's like, we have caveman brains. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that is true. <laughs> That's a good point, Serena. <laughs> right. Right. So when something goes wrong, our brain automatically reacts with a fight or flight and a stress response, and that doesn't generally lead to good things. But when we manage that, that's <laughs> thank you. That's better reaction. <laughs> yes, a billion times to that management, that kind of management. So the second step is improve your habits. The quality of your habits determine the quality of your life. If you don't have good habits, it's challenging to have a good life. Mm, so true. So true. And it sounds very simple, doesn't it? Because it takes common sense too. I mean, it feels to me. It's like, why not eat vegetables instead of white bread, lots of bread? It seems like it's common sense, but for some reason, it's not that simple. So I'd like to know, how do we make habits, bad ones, turn them into good ones, Serena? The problem is, oh, he said the problem is we're often in a habit loop. Psychological. Psychological. When your phone rings, what do you think about it? Yeah, is it a text? Is everyone okay? Yeah. One thing too on the you know on the habit side and breaking habits is, you know, first of all, 
you have to have a fund, whether it's creating a good one or creating a bad one, you have to have a fundamental reason why, right? A really meaningful reason why this needs to stop or why this needs to start. And then referring back to that when you're in the moment. And then there's a lot of stuff that goes into habitual change. People rely on discipline and willpower, but those are diminishing resources. You know, we're tired and stressed. So coming up with strategic things, you know, practical things like, like you said, with the white bread versus vegetables, don't have white bread in the house. Take a tactical approach to change and, and not just relying on the discipline not to do it. And then I will tell you that I, I did a lot of work in executive wellness and change and mindfulness was really powerful to change. So as an example, there was a study where there were two groups that were quitting smoking. One group had, I think, medication and these different, whether it was an app or other ways to go about it. And the other group was simply told to be mindful. And all they had to do was every time they smoked, write in a little notepad what it felt like. So you just had to be aware of what you were doing. And the group that was aware and just wrote down, wow, it burns, it tastes bad, it made me cough. That group had the most success quitting and sustaining that. I think with habit change, it's, you know, fundamental reason why, come up with strategic things to help with that. And then really just be mindful in the moment. Remind yourself, why am I doing this? Just be aware of your behaviors. Environmental design, yeah. It's very helpful. If you don't want to be able, if you don't want to be in the phone, help if I'm a fan Yeah, if you don't want to be in the phone. Just don't have it with you. Preferably. On silent? A harder pathway. A harder pathway to access it? Yeah. 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 Well, it's like the, it's like the waking up early. Don't keep your alarm clock next to the bed. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right? You've got to get up and move across the room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you don't watch TV, take the battery out of If you don't want to watch TV, take the battery out of the remote. Yeah. <laughs> so the step number three, it says how you deal with challenges. So the way we dance that dance. I have no experience with that. I will try. He said, I got real no experience with challenge, but he'll try to answer this. Yeah. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> we believe you, Serena. <laughs> you got to deal with challenges. You got to deal with challenges. And by the way. And by the way. By the way. I mean, a positive way. Yeah. And, uh, you don't deal with challenges head on. You weave, you weave in and out. Weave in and out. Process. You weave in your process. You weave in your process. You weave in your process. Oh, you weave them into your processes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you will on it. Process. Yep. So in his processes, there are certain things. Even now, with, with helping uh, translate, you know, that weaves in his process. Yeah, it's my challenge. So here's how my new process is going to be. I'm going to use somebody like Chris to help get my message out there. 
So thinking too much about what we have to do to deal with the challenge sometimes doesn't help. Oh, it really doesn't, right, Serena? It's almost taking a break even. Don't dwell on your challenges. Don't think they're going to go away. Except that you have to work a little harder. Except that you have to work a little harder. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. I love when you say that. Don't don't think they will go away. So because it's easy to do that, isn't it? Just to push it away and try to escape our challenges. That's a, another powerful message. Step four: How you interact with people. He said he can't even get out of his house without the help of someone else. Everything for me. People and relationships have been everything for him. Yeah, no, no people's challenges, and they know yours, and know their hopes and dreams, and vice versa. Create. Oh, always look to create win-win relationships. Yeah. There's um, a gentleman I worked with in my executive wellness days named Dr. Robert Maurer, and he wrote a book called uh, Mastering Fear. And in his book, he talked about, you know, this plays right into challenges, but Fear is a combination of three things. One, you don't feel like you're good enough for something. Two, it's out of your control. Or three, there's a big unknown. And it's if you analyze things that challenge you and that stress you out and give you anxiety, it's one, two, or all of those things combined. And he said, unfortunately, the way most humans react to that situation is uh, denial, anger, alcohol, drugs. And he said the one solution for that situation is to reach for support. So to play into Serena's, you know, or to, to reinforce what Serena's saying about building a network of people with win-win relationships that support you and you support them is key. And far too often we wear it as a badge of honor. No, I can get through this myself. I can handle this myself. Well, that's the opposite of what you should do. You reach out to people that you trust and care about for support. And that's that's one of the keys to that. A lot of successful people have a lot of people around them. Yeah. Yeah. It's a mindset in itself, right, Serena and Chris? The win-win situation that we work together. Mm-hmm. It seems to me like being open and not being afraid to be vulnerable is a huge factor, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, real strength is not saying, no, nothing bothers me. Real strength is saying, this troubles me and I, I need your support. I need your help. Right? You know, that, that's, that's strength. The last step is be clear on what you want and how you get there. Clarity is absolutely key for anything you want to accomplish in your life. <laughs> Yeah, you got to be clear about why you want to do it. What you want to do. 
What you want to do? What you want to do? How you gonna do? How you're gonna do? Help you. And who's gonna help you? Everything in between. Everything in between. And everything in between. The more yeah, and the more you do that, the more clarity you have in your life, the easier the easier it will be. And then we 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 have attack everything. We have our attack attacks. Oh, we have attacks on clarity every day. Yeah. You wake up and you get a text. Yeah. And you get to work and now there's a problem. So you go find clarity. You find clarity. You always gotta try to find clarity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When I think about clarity, I think about what matters the most, what's the most important thing. Like I usually think about the end. Like if I knew I would die soon, what would I do today? How would I live the rest of my days of my life? You got to combine what you want and what is possible in life. Yeah, yeah. You can't decide what you want by yourself. By yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And figure out what's possible. Um. If I, if I, if I, if I, if I, if you get ready to speak, get ready to speak. Get ready to speak? Yeah. I can speak on what I want. You can't speak on what you want. I can speak on what you need. Oh, uh, so it's right. I said anytime he wants to speak, he's not going to speak about what he wants. He's going to speak about what the audience needs. Yeah. Right. If I read a book, if I read a book, same thing with writing, he said. If he writes a book, it's not about what he wants to write, it's about what he knows people need to read. And everything you do, every goal you have should serve at least one other person. What is important for us needs to be important for others too. What matters to us, not that should, but what a wonderful way. That's interesting because the things that I have always wanted in life, it's always connected to the greater good. And I wonder if that's a coincidence. I don't think it is, right? When we come from the heart, it seems like that's the outcome almost like um, organically. It just happens. You do something for you and then it helps others automatically. It feels that way. So we're almost at the end. I do have a few more questions for you. And the more I listened to both of you and uh, Serena, what is not to love about everything that you share and how you share 
uh, you walking with him, with Serena, Chris, is just the most beautiful thing. Yeah, thank you. It's just incredibly beautiful. Thank you. No, thank you. And it, it's my pleasure. It, like I said, that moment we met at the gym where I looked at him like he was crazy. <laughs> yes. But, you know, it's a pleasure to be able to help Serena, but also to be a part of watching him serve the way he does and help people be a part of that is just it's an amazing experience and I wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah, and it comes across that way. It's just so powerful and empowering. You might have an idea, but it's I don't know, it's just it's overwhelming sometimes even <laughs> to yeah. just kind of witness this beautiful experience. Yeah. My final questions. <clears throat> Let me ask you this one. What is another word for life? <laughs> Experiences. <I> really- <laughs> He's going to say the Los Angeles Lakers. And <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good. And my last question is, what three experiences you wish everyone to have before they lose the body, before they die? Hawaii. <laughs> Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Helping other people. And a night where you just can't stop laughing. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. You said that early laughter. Yeah, there's something about laughter. Ah, I agree, Serena, a billion times with everything you say, the way you say, your expression in, in this reality and everything else in between. Thank you so much again for being you. And before we say goodbye, where can we find more information about you, your books, products, services, future events? Serenavi.com. Yeah, I will have the link on your podcast profile too. Thank you so much again, and we'll talk soon. Our pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Serena Visegi and his work, please visit serenav.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now. <laughs>